This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, I'll drink to that. The key is knowing what to drink and how to prepare it. We have a mixologist, a liquor, a bartending expert on the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opi show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. All tanned and relaxed because we had a full week off before we came back for a new season. That's right. Did you enjoy your off season, Adam? <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like it gets quicker every year, but that's okay. I enjoyed it, enjoyed the week off, and now we've got loads of things to unpack for sure. Boy, do we ever. So uh, even though the season just ended, it has been a super active uh, week and let's talk about what's happening on the pitch premier league football what's happening on the pitch so uh, you know there have been so many transfers i think we should just go through it team by team if you if you don't mind yeah no that's fine um and let's start with the defending champions liverpool they had as far as i can tell uh they didn't lose anybody major and they lost adam right. lana and they yep. they got a new player, a Greek left back. Um, you know, perhaps you want to tackle the uh, pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, Greekakos or something like that. Right? I'm not some, very good. Some Mikakos, <laughs> uh, you know, Konstantinos Timakos. Uh, but I don't think he's going to play as a starter. Not with uh, Andy Robertson and uh, and uh, what's his name? Oh my God. <laughs> Oxley Chamberlain, yes. No, not Oxley Chamberlain. No, uh, my goodness. Alexander uh, Arnold. Trent, uh, wow. Trent Alexander Arnold, yeah. My good. See, we've been off a week. This yeah. is what happened. We've got to get back into the group. It's all atrophied. All right. It's all atrophied. But uh, anyway, the bottom line is Liverpool essentially will have the same roster. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah there's nothing. There's no real changes there. I mean, same as. Pretty much. Now, Man City will finish in second place. Uh, they did add a, a back, a, a center back, a Nathan, yeah. Nathan Aki, right? Is that how you pronounce his Correct. name? Correct, yeah. Nathan Aki, former Chelsea player. Um, yeah, he uh, he's a big signing for them. I think he was in certainly in the top five biggest transfers of the of the year. $40 million they spent on him to get him as a center back. And, you know, we... We talked about it a lot, how centre-back was probably a biggest concern for Manchester City last year just yep. because of all the injuries they had. And they were trying to you know, put people in there that maybe not necessarily were centre-backs. Um, so this is a great signing for them. And uh, I think he's going to help them out a bunch. And obviously, spending $40 million, they think very highly of him as well. He's a big guy. He, he clogs up the area. He's very athletic. I, I I agree. I think that could be a big signing for them. Um, yeah. And they really only lost uh, a couple of guys. Well, David Silva uh, is gone. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was already towards the end there. And then they also lost Leroy Sané, 
to mm-hmm. Bayern Munich, but he didn't play at all last year. So exactly, uh, yeah. Man City's in yeah. pretty good shape. Yeah, they say, like I said, same as you know, in terms of the players, and they've got the young players that are kind of coming in, and Phil Foden, who was play- I think he played six of the last ten games at the after the restart. So they've got the young players coming through. Yep. And obviously you've still got Sterling and then probably Aguero is going to be fit at the beginning. I know they missed him from a goal scoring standpoint. True. So, um, yeah, they're, they're going to be fine. They're going to be right up there. But they almost signed. The person they almost signed yeah. is, was the big story over the last couple of weeks. And that was uh, Messi was yeah. dangled in front of them very briefly. But the price tag was so insane. <laughs> I think it was like $800 million. Yeah, it was a crazy amount of money, and I think that was part of the, the, their, his buyout clause. So with the buyout clause, it was just a ridiculous. In fact, the buyout clause was worth more than what he's worth, I think is what it ended up happening. But, um, but yeah, there was just no way they were going to be able to meet that. Um, and then consequently, he's decided to stay at least for another year. So um, we'll see what happens. I don't think... Uh, how this whole saga went on has really made him feel fantastic about Barcelona, although no. it's been his club, been his club for all his life, pretty much. Um, so I think we might be doing this little song and dance again this time next year. So we'll find out. Yeah, I think so. And and I wouldn't want to be uh, Barcelona this year with uh, their biggest star unbelievably disgruntled. Yes. Yes, I agree. Now there is, and there one of their other players that they signed last year, Antoine Griezmann, who was their striker. He's been rumored to maybe a move to the Premier League, so that's a, that's one. And I know we haven't talked about them too much in in Liverpool, but I think Liverpool and potentially Man United were two teams that uh, were looking at him. So oh boy, we'll I see, love to see get him. He's he's yeah. a great player too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about your boys in blue, Chelsea, because they have a whole army of new players. Um, <laughs> they've got uh, Timo Werner. They've got Kai Havertz, uh, uh, Hakim uh, Zayic. you got mm-hmm. Ben Chilwell. Now, did did uh, Silva sign, Thiago Silva? Sil- Silva signed a one-year deal. Yep, okay. he's good to go. So, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a team. Well, basic. It's your basic two hundred million pound signing spree. You go on over the summer, and yeah, no, no, and no. they only lost uh, William and and who else? They lost uh, Pedro. Yep, yep. Um, so that they they've probably put a bunch of players on loan as well. As okay. well, I mean, there's all kinds of different players, but yeah, that, that's pretty much all they lost. Um, and I, and I don't think this is done. Um, really? From what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, they're very close to signing Edward Mendy from Rennes, who's the uh, goalkeeper uh, from Senegal, and wow. uh, they're looking. I just put in a bid, twenty million. So this could be happening. So by the time this drops on Thursday, um, that's a kind of a, a term, you know, dropping. You know, yes, exactly. Kind of, kind, of a, kind of a radio term. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting the, getting, the, <laughs> getting the lingo. So when this drops, I think uh, Chelsea could have themselves a six foot six Senegalese international wow. goalkeeper. So covers the bases. So, everything that so he's, a, everything. he's a foot taller than Kepa. <laughs> I know. Well, that's exactly it. Everybody's saying he's a to- he, he basically fits the needs of Chelsea right there. Let's get as big a goalkeeper as he possibly can. 
and uh, I think that could be it. So, and he's and he's a little more, a little bit more seasoned too, twenty eight. So um, he's not no spring chicken, and he had a really good season last year with Ren, who ended they ended up qualifying for the Champions League in the French uh, French division. They finished wow. third. So, so yeah, he's he's a good one. Um, we're excited to see how that uh, that evolves. Hopefully, that happens. Well, that's then, that then, should be interesting how they how they blend because <laughs> when you add this many new players. Sometimes it takes a little while for the uh, chemistry to work out, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that as we do our predictions in a little bit here. Uh, let's talk about Man U uh, because they have been dangling the prospect of going after Dortmund's uh, uh, Sancho. Yes, yes. I mean, I think from what the from what I've heard. They've offered up, you know, basically Borussia Dortmund are still saying they Man United can have him for 120 million. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's a ridiculous so, price. Uh, yeah, it's it, it is. It's an amazing amount of money, and whether or not Liverpool want to, you know, they're umming and ahhing about this price tag, and yeah. I completely understand that. But whether or not they actually will go to 120 million that's going to be the that's going to be the big question yeah i don't think so they we'll will we'll uh, i don't think they need him to be honest with you i mean it'd be great to have him um, but they've got a lot of power mm-hmm. up front i mean they've got rashford they've got uh, martial and uh greenwood you know uh, it'd be great to have him but uh it's not going to kill them if they don't have him and they did add uh donny van de beek correct yep uh the dutch player um, other than that, though, they really haven't add, added much. Right. And, I mean, the, the nice thing with Van Der Beek, $35 million from Ajax. I mean, he can fill a few holes in there as they need to. But but also, I think I think the biggest signing was not necessarily a signing. And I think this could be a bit of a game changer for him, especially as, as, as much as he struggled last year in De Gea. But Henderson, Dean Henderson, is right. back to put pressure on De Gea. Um, so I would not be surprised that you're going to see uh, Henderson playing a few more games this year than uh, than maybe even De Gea. So a little bit of a prediction there, but I wouldn't be surprised if De Gea struggles. Henderson will come in and be more than capable of taking care of business as a goalkeeper for Manchester United. He's the future. No at the very least, he's going to push De Gea uh, to have to perform better. De Gea is yes. kind of... Uh, I don't want to say he's been phoning it in, but for the last couple of years, it it's kind of looked like it, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's part of the fact that he's not been put, given any pressure, you know, and I think as coaches, we all talk about this, you know, players play better when there's people kind of breathing down the neck. That's what, you know, excites me about the Chelsea squad because even though they've got all these new signings, they've still got young players that can still do the job as well. Right. So there's a lot of competition for places. I think you saw that with Liverpool last year. They had so much competition for places. People, you know, that's why some of those players ended up leaving, like Adam Lallana and, right. and others. So the competition within the team makes for a better a, a, a better group, a better, uh, better rapport within the group, and then consequently that puts... Uh, puts them in a much better position to win games. Okay, let's talk about Tottenham because uh, with their coach uh, Jose Mourinho, um, I really thought that they were going to make a huge splash on the uh, in the transfer market, but they really didn't. Yeah, yeah, they haven't spent too much. Did you get a chance to see the 
all for nothing uh, series at all. I don't know if you saw any of those. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I only saw one episode, but uh, yeah, you know, the guy is uh, interesting. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. He's his personality and uh, he's probably calmed down a fair bit, probably because the TV cameras were on. But but yeah, you can see and you can see how the transfer dealings go on within that club, which was interesting. But yeah, but yeah, like you said, they haven't they haven't done a huge amount of business. Um, they've you know, they've signed um, uh, Matt Doherty from Wolves, who's there, right. uh, Republic of Ireland right back. Uh, I think he's definitely going to help them in terms of what they can do. Um, but otherwise than that, really nothing too major in terms of transfers. I know that they, you know, obviously they they're looking at trying to consolidate a little bit. Obviously, they built the new stadium, so probably money is probably not right. as easy to to come by so right because the whole point of having that new stadium was bringing in money from the people coming to the games and nobody came to the games (laughs) so they didn't make any money exactly that's you're absolutely right that's the tough thing about it um so yeah it'll be interesting to see where where they fall i think they still got a good quality lineup obviously they got probably the best striker in the in the country in harry kane yeah, and uh, you know they'll 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 be fine. They'll They've be got plenty of talent, six. but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, Leicester City is another team that uh, they didn't really add anyone. Um, yeah, really. Yeah, absolutely. And, Into, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. They, they just and they had a rough time of it after the uh, after the break. Yeah, they really struggled. You know, and obviously Chelsea signed their their left back, right. so they you know they, they ended up getting forty five million for that. But uh, I mean, they did sign some of their key players in Madison and Mendy and Vardy to new deals, so they got the players back that they wanted back. Um, obviously, James Madison was a big a big player for them last year, although not as big of an impact after the restart. Right, um, they did sign uh, a Belgian fullback in. Timothy Castagna from Atalanta, and Atalanta had a great Champions League last year, so he could be a he could be a, an asset for them, kind of a replacement for Chilwell. Um, but um, but yeah, again, not much there. So they haven't done enough to get them higher, no, in my opinion. So we'll see. And Arsenal, on the other hand, did add a bunch of new players. They added uh, William. Um, yes. from uh, Chelsea. They got Cedric. Um, they have two new center backs also. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce their names. One is from Spain and one is from Brazil. <laughs> uh, Pablo and Gabriel. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, so a little bit of quality there. You know, they've added some players in there and they've got some uh, some younger players, obviously, that are kind of starting to emerge, you know, Maitland Niles, who mm-hmm. recently just was uh, part of the England setup. You know, he'd been playing in the uh, England games, or as it's part of the squad at least. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've got some players. I think Sabalos rejoined them back on loan, right? Uh, so he's come back. Uh, he was there for uh, at Real Madrid there for for a while, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a decent group again. Hard to say if they're going to make that big jump up into the top four. It'd be interesting to see. But the key player for them is going to be Aubameyang. You know, they got him to stay, which was crucial. Right. They got off to it. They got a, a nice victory in the Community Shield. 
which is the the, the basically kind of the the preseason big game. The winner of the league plays against the uh, FA Cup winner, and uh, so they won that on penalty kicks. And uh, and Aubameyang was the man to to score the goal there too that won it. They also have uh, their coach for the full season, and you know he. I think he made a big difference. They, that team was much better. Um after he took over. So we'll yep. see. We'll see how Arsenal does. But I think they've got a chance to move up the ladder. Another one here, Everton, mm. signed uh, James Rodriguez. That's a huge Big. signing for Everton. Big signing. Massive for them. Yeah, this could be a little bit of a game changer. When we look at look at people who can change games, he's definitely that type of guy. He's that, the true number 10 that could maybe make some changes there for them. So, yeah, massive uh, massive signing, and they've also signed uh, a Brazilian in Allen. I think that's how you pronounce it. I know it's Alan or Alan, maybe. Okay. I don't know. We'll find but out. <laughs> he, we'll find out. He came in from Napoli on a three-year contract. He actually uh, was more expensive, the interesting part. He was more expensive than Rodriguez. So it gives you an idea of how Rodriguez's stock has kind of fallen in the yeah. last few years. But I think this uh, is a perfect uh, situation for him because he's been playing on these teams – like Bayern and and uh, uh, Madrid was he on Madrid or Barca? He was on Madrid, right? Yeah, he was. He was at, yeah, he's played at Madrid. He's playing at Bayern Munich. He's played. He's been to. He's been at some of the top teams in the in the world, no question. But because of that, he's he's uh, had a hard time getting on the field. That's right. That's so right. this is a chance for him to be the man. Yes, exactly. And I, and I think what's nice is he's. He's kind of rejoining with a, a manager that he had at Real Madrid, and I think he had him at Bayern as well in Carlo Ancelotti. Right. Uh, obviously, he knows him very well, um, so he's going to you know put his arm around and make him feel pretty good about how things are going. So, I think he could be he could be a really good player for them, um, especially in that squad. I mean, it's, it's not a bad team; they've got some decent players there. So, uh, I'd look for Everton to to be pushing a little bit. And there's a couple teams that were ahead of them that uh, really didn't do much. Uh, the Wolves and Sheffield United. Um, Sheffield United lost their goalkeeper, as you mentioned. They lost Henderson. They picked up Ramsdale, who was with Bournemouth. That's right, yeah. So he's exactly. a, he's a, he was a good keeper, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of replaced him for him. So that right. They, you know that's that's a good signing. They they've got uh, uh, Ethan Ampadu from Chelsea on loan. So that's a big uh, loan signing for him for the year. True. Uh, so they've signed them, signed a few players there. But again, you know, I think it's more of a consolidation for them. Uh, lots of players kind of re-signing. Not too many people leaving. So that that was good for Sheffield United. Uh, and the Wolves, as we mentioned, there's really not much going on there. Um, I, I kind of expected them to go out and sign somebody after their season, where they had a they were right on the cusp, and then you know fell out in the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, they did sign. Um, they did sign a defender from Leon, um, and then there was a silver, another from Porto. Uh, actually, he's eighteen years old. I think he could be Fabio Silva. Could be a bit of a change. Uh, change, a little bit of a difference maker for them. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so they spent a good chunk of money on him, actually. So uh, I think it was over thirty million, if I remember. So yeah, it was a good amount of money. So he he's definitely a player that they you know think that could definitely help them considerably. But they did lose their their outside back in, in yes. Doherty to to Tottenham. Um, 
But also what's nice is some of the players are starting to get a little bit of recognition. And I, a, a player that I've been a big fan of, Connor Cody, the centre-back for for uh, Wolves, has finally got called into the England team, which I think was great for him. So um, so they, they're, they're starting to get a little bit of recognition after a really tremendous season last year. Okay, so um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the following teams really did nothing. Um, of note that would be West Ham Crystal Palace Burnley and Aston Villa am I missing yeah. anything on those on those teams nothing really of, of major note um, I think when you look at uh, Crystal Palace you look at a team that's you know they've signed a couple of players they might be taking uh, they signed easy from uh, from QPR I think right. about 18 million um, and then they're looking at trying to get uh, a potential, you know, actually, uh, Batshuayi, Chelsea's um, uh, forward. They're going to probably take him on loan here in the next few days as well. Oh, that could help. Uh, that could help them as well. So, but yeah, again, not not much of note. West Ham has not done much really. Right. Uh, a few a few interested, you know, players that they may be kind of be looking at, but nothing of major significance. They they have put in some bids for some players, so we'll probably find out some. Some more details next week if they can. They, they need a centre back. I actually watched a little bit of their preseason game um, the other day, and they looked they looked a little bit of a a rough side, to be fair. So I'm a little worried about West Ham. But again, it's preseason, so they're they're, they're chopping and changing and, and doing different players at different positions. So and they so did we'll lose uh, Jeff Hendrick, uh, who went to Newcastle. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Fraser was also signed by Newcastle yesterday. Um, yeah. And so, New, I mean, Newcastle, the the rumor was they were going to get a new owner. The new owner was going to come in and spend gazillions of dollars. They were talking about people like Messi, and they yeah. ended up with Jeff Hendrick and Ryan Fraser. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. And Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, 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 so he's, he's a good striker, was kind of on the fringes of the yep. England squad. Uh, both of them from Bournemouth, so I feel bad for Bournemouth because right. since they relegated, they lost their manager and then half their team left. So I don't know, that's that's kind of part of the deal. I think unfortunately, when teams get relegated, that's ha- that's what happens. So so where is yeah, so, where did uh, their manager end up? Has so he... he's still no job. Okay, right now that's, that's yeah, what still I thought. looking. All right, nothing... I, I suspect yeah. we're going to see him before the year is over somewhere. I just have a funny feeling. I, yeah, I think the first manager that goes, he might be the first person to step in. All right, and then there are three new teams. We've got Leeds, Fulham, and West Brom, and uh, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes with those teams. But all three of them uh, are strong sides that have a chance of staying up, in my opinion. All right, let's take a break because we've gone through a quite a bit of transfers, and now we need to make some predictions. We're going to do that. When we get back, we'll also uh, pick our guest, the Premier League star, and Adam will will tell us finally what shows, what TV tip he has. All of that is coming up right after this. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. We interview a great writer. He's an author of one of this quintessential mob books. But it's not a mob book like Who Killed Who or whatever. It's mob adjacent. And the author's name is Jeffrey Gentili. And he will be joining us. All kinds of great stories about the Chicago mob. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. 
Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we discuss which Ferraris may be underappreciated by collectors. Plus, a very rare NSU rotary that's sold for a very respectable price. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits podcast network and we're back all right now this is the this is the time of year uh, our first episode of the season we like to make our predictions and last year we did okay with our top four picks but uh, we did very mm-hmm. badly with our with our teams that kept yeah. relegated uh, we both picked sheffield which finished in the top 10 so that was a very <laughs> bad choice on our part so let's start with our top four predictions adam who's going to win the premier league this year It's going to be tough. I mean, I think you've got four teams that have kind of maybe done a little bit of separating from themselves from the six. But I I think with the players they have, and obviously I'm I'm, I'm thinking it's it's all got to gel. It's all got to get together. Let me take a wild guess. I've I've got a funny feeling that this might be Chelsea's year. So I'm going to go with... Chelsea winning the Premier League this year. What do you think? Okay. Uh, well, I, I'm going to go with a uh, a Liverpool repeat, even though they mm-hmm. they didn't add much. Um, they did finish like 700 points ahead of everybody else. No question. And uh, I think it has to be proven that it's going to be taken away from them because uh, they still got Klopp. And when you got Klopp, you're going to Klopp. <laughs> That's my prediction. So I've got Liverpool uh, winning it again, but uh, it's going to be much tighter this year, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. So who do you have for two, three, and four? So I've got, in this order, so Chelsea winning. Manchester City, I think, are going to be runners-up this year. They're going to give Chelsea a strong run, but just fall short. Liverpool in third, and then fourth place goes to Manchester United. Those are my top four predictions. Okay, I have the same top four in a different order. I have Chelsea mm. number two. I've got mm. Man City number three, and I've got Man United at four. So we're kind of on the same page, more or less. Right. You know. Yes. All right. So uh, the bottom three. Uh, taking a look at uh, these clubs that have moved up and the clubs that mm. uh, were uh, on the cusp last year. Who do you have as your bottom three prediction for this time? Yeah, this is tough because, you know, you just never know because normally there's one of the three teams does really well so that come up and then typically the others struggle. So I'm going with Leeds. I think Leeds has got the best team from the from the front, the, from the three that came up to really kind of stay up okay. and really consolidate themselves. So unfortunately then for me, I've got the other two actually going down. So I've got West Brom um, in 18th spot. Okay. I've got Fulham them in 20th. In, okay. Fulham, Fulham in 19th <laughs> I've spot. got them in 19th also. Okay. And then my the team I think is going to struggle big time is Aston Villa. Oh my I'm afraid God. Aston Villa. Yeah. Going All right. down. Get ready for uh, uh, texts and emails from our uh, Villa <laughs> fans. But I will tell you that I also have chosen Aston Villa as the team to go down. <laughs> so, I mean, I really – it's hard – I watched them a lot last year, and they just didn't have enough, really. And they did nothing in the yeah. off season. I mean, they didn't lose Grealish. I guess that's a good thing. But that's true. That's true. 
We'll see. Uh, all right. I'm kind of with you there. All right. So those are our predictions for this year. We'd love to hear yours. If you have some, uh, send it to us. Um, but uh, right now it's time for Adam's favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay. Are you ready? Have you have you brushed up on everybody? I hope so. <laughs> Okay. I hope so. I'm just trying to keep track of where they're at. That's the biggest issue, all these transfers. Okay, well, this one is uh, 23 years old. Okay. Um, before playing for the uh, Premier League team, uh, he is now a member of. Uh, he has played for clubs like Stockport County, Grimsby <laughs> Town, and Shrewsbury Town. Wow. Okay. Uh, he has represented England at the U16 through the U21 level, but not yet the first team. Okay. But I think he will be at some point. He has two Guinness World Records, which I found fascinating. I did not know about this. One of them is fastest time to dress as a goalkeeper, which he did in 49.51 seconds. And most football-headed passes in one minute with a team of two. He had 91 with a... Jake Clark Salter as his teammate. All right. Now, I've given you a hint, a big hint in there, and that is goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper. And did we talk a little bit about him earlier today in the uh, show? We might have. Okay. All right. I I think it might be England's potential next uh, goalkeeper. Is it Dean Henderson? Very good. Yes, that is correct. Did you know he was a Guinness World Record holder? No idea. No <laughs> Isn't that idea wild? That. What a weird yeah. thing. Uh, yes, uh, but I still had many clues left, so this is one of your better ones. You, you've, okay. you've done well. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> and if anyone beats me. you, I'm sure we'll hear about it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, you give me a position, I'm, I'm golden. I know. I, I no should have done that. Doggone it. That was too much of a hit. <laughs> All right. It's time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. It's back, it's back, it's back. We finally get to watch some Premier League soccer again. What? What is the best game for the opening weekend here? Oh, man, there's so many good games. I mean, this is it, it was a tough one. I mean, especially because, it, like you said, it's the, it's the new season. It's like Christmas Day, brand new. Everybody still thinks... Everybody's O and O. Everybody still thinks they can win. Everybody still thinks they can do really well. Um, but I, I think you know, out of the games that are coming up, I think on Saturday, I'm really looking forward to seeing Leeds United versus Liverpool. I think this is going to be a great game, especially because you're going to see Leeds, um, the brand new promoted team under Marcel Bielsa, who's regarded as being one of the greatest tacticians in terms of managers against Liverpool, the defending champions, and I believe it's at Anfield. Unfortunately, there won't be a great atmosphere, but it's still (laughs) going to be the whole idea of Leeds versus Liverpool. That's such a huge rivalry. should be a great game. That's on Saturday, 11.30 kickoff, and I believe that's going to be on NBC as well. Fantastic. I'm in. And by the way, I was hearing rumblings uh, that they're thinking of allowing fans in. Have you heard yeah. anything about that? Is that is that going to happen? There's, there's, they've done a few trials. In fact, uh, I know the Chelsea Brighton game. They did um, um, fans at that game, 
but it was only 2,500, obviously spaced and everybody was tested and all that kind of stuff beforehand. Um, so they're, they're looking at slowly maybe potentially putting it in. But again, it's going to be small amounts of numbers. You're looking right. at anywhere between two to 5,000. So is it really worth it? I don't know, you know, yeah. with those those type of small numbers. But, yeah, I, I think you'll find it. And, in fact, um, I was watching in the MLS, they've actually started doing it as well. They've got, uh, I know, in Miami and uh, Orlando, they, they're, they're doing four games each where they've actually got fans coming in. So it's, I don't know, interesting. Well, so. Yeah, I hope it comes back. Um, but uh, like you said, this is the this really is the last thing that will come back in society because yeah. it, these are what we call super spreader events <laughs> because you've got a stadium full of people. They're all screaming. They're spreading the uh, the droplets through the air, and it, it is a very dangerous situation until they get a chance to yeah. – get a hold of this uh this virus absolutely and as much as we tell people to mask up and and do everything you've got to make sure they do that you know there's still going to be people that, that choose not to do that so and that's right. that's the biggest thing we've got to be be conscious of right because of their freedom man cannot be held back <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway uh, uh tell a friend to listen to us on spotify we're going to be covering this uh we're going to be covering this premier league season the entire year and go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts search for radio misfits <laughs> special thanks to our executive producer tony lasana with opishows.com opi is hippo backwards o-p-p-i-h shows.com we're distributed by ed silla with radio misfits great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? You up the script. You f***ed up the script. I didn't f*** up my part of the script. You expected that I did my job, and that was your fatal flaw, Sam. Okay, it's, it, look, it's creating quality content either way, you know. So. Oh, are we keeping this? Oh, this is all staying in. keeping this? Listen to Ann Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Losano or Los. Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. John, guess who's joining us on the phone? Take haven't, a guess. I have the slightest idea, Tony. <laughs> it's your daughter, Amy Landecker. What do you know? The star of Amazon's Transparent. Hi, honey. Hi, Dad. I know you get this question a lot. Amy, is records truly your paternal grandmother's family name? It's so wild. I mean, I think the weirdest part is not only that his middle name was yeah. records, but that he also used to pretend to be a disc jockey in his closet when he was a little kid. So the whole thing just feels He's really yeah. predestined John, in like a major way. John, you told me you had tapes. You used to record yourself. Uh, Mo, you know, if you ask a lot of people yeah. that are on the air now when they were little, that happens a lot. Yeah, I, know, I did. You yeah, know, I yeah. pretended to have a radio I'm station still doing it. Uh, <laughs> in, in my room and uh, took out library books uh, this is your announcer right. and tape recorded uh, songs off local radio station and 
pretended this and that. I also had a thing where I thought I might be a sportscaster because uh, I lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan and listened to the University of Michigan uh, football all the time on the radio and there was a guy named Bob Eufer and this guy is insane, but I thought it was fantastic. So <clears throat> I got a sound effects records of a crowd cheering and right, stuff and right. I put it on a turntable and I'd, here's it from the final minute of the game and here comes a... <laughs> radio Misfits. Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called.